The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast. This podcast is sponsored by mindful wellness. I have to tell you guys, I am down an additional, I think two to three pounds since I started with them. So I've only been working with them for a few weeks and I couldn't be happier. I'm down a total of about 26 pounds since I started my weight loss journey about a year ago. And they have this amazing challenge that's starting in January. So it's a 90 day weight loss challenge that launches in January And you can embrace the new year with a refreshed and revitalized version of yourself. It's your time to shine, to prioritize your well-being, and embark on a transformative journey. This 90-day weight loss program is tailor-made for anyone eager to reclaim their health and vitality. Don't do it alone. Rally your friends and do it together. Let's conquer this challenge. Get set for a thrilling ride to a healthier and happier you. I know I'm taking the challenge. I hope you will too. Text 310-220-4543, or you can go straight to their website, mindfulwellness.com to find out more. And now back to the podcast. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. I, If you're watching us on YouTube today, my guests will already tell you that I am a hot mess. Um, I could not get anything to work when I was trying to get the recording together. No makeup. So if you're watching me on YouTube, it's quite terrifying today. Um, But I'm going to say this. um, And I do talk a lot about what's going on in the world right now. Um, I think it's a very scary time. I just got back from Italy pretty recently from the holidays. It was a nice escape. And then to be bombarded with all of the, the news of the world when you get back to the States... Um, I don't know how my guest feels about this, but I just sometimes feel very sad about the state of our country. Um, I know that I have listeners all over the world and I'm always going to be proud to be an American 
Um, but it's, it's just a stressful time and upsetting, I think. So I'm going to say that my whole family got the stomach bug. We're all recovered. Thank God. That was the worst thing ever. But I'm going to bring my guest in and I try not to get too political, but I do think this is a fitting time to kind of talk about um, because you are a minister. So maybe we can incorporate God because I am spiritual. I think a lot of my listeners are spiritual. Um, what your thoughts are on how to get through this time? Because I think it's a very stressful and upsetting time. So what? any thoughts before I introduce you? Well, uh, I, I would say uh, th- that this is a very challenging time. I think we're, we're going kind of through a, a paradigm shift. And I think the whole world is kind of topsy-turvy. But, but I really truly believe that the best way to get through these kinds of circumstances is one person, one thought, one moment at a time, you know, just making a difference uh, yourself. And, and first, that's, that starts really with just coming into a peace of mind, uh, you know, finding a, a moment of mindfulness, a presence, uh, you know, where you can sit and get centered and collect your thoughts and, and really just move forward, you know, and, and engage in life as it shows up. I think that that's so important. We've all been put here for a reason, and we all deserve acceptance. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. I'm a trauma survivor from a really young age, and I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD in the past few years. I've been surrounded by death and abuse much of my life. I've been dragged through the mud, and I've been to the point of not wanting to go on anymore. Through my interviews with other survivors, I've learned that there is a way out. From recovering to surviving and thriving, we all have the strength to come out the other side. You are listening to Judging Megan. Um, I I do want to introduce you before, so my audience knows what you're talking about because you do. So you go by Reverend, correct? I don't want to introduce you in the incorrect way. I, I do go by Reverend James. Okay, so Reverend James. Parker has a book that just came out in January called The Wealth Spark, and it's available. Tell my audience where, what, how to get the book. Amazon, how else can they get it? You can find the book at my website at uh, thewealthsparkbook.com, thewealthsparkbook.com, and then it's, it's also everywhere else, but yeah. Come to my website. You'll you'll get a chance to read up about it and you know kind of see some of the things we're doing. It's a community there, so you know we have workshops, classes, and there's there's free giveaways. So it's probably the better place to to go if you're looking to purchase the book. But you can find it anywhere. Okay, so we're gonna get into what the book is about. But first, I wanted I want to ask you a little bit about yourself. So you're from I think Chicago. Am I wrong on that? I, I live. I currently live in Chicago. I'm I'm originally from Michigan uh, and moved here from Ann Arbor, Michigan. As a matter of fact, uh, so yeah, I I am a Midwestern kid and uh, yeah, very proud of it. I grew up during the Motown era, so I'm I'm a huge music fan and just kind of you know living the life. You know, I've been so blessed. I can't. You look very young for growing up during the Motown era. <laughs> Era. Well, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. You look too young for that. Um, so tell me what we're going to get into what your book is about, but I really do want to talk about some of the reasons. Obviously, my listeners know that I do this 
And I know that we're going to get into why you do what you do. So people know, like I talked about in the beginning, there are really hard things going on in the world right now. There's wars, there's cruelty, there's there's all kinds of mean people. I don't think at the root of everybody, there's they're evil, but I think that it's just a time where it seems like all of these horrible things have come to the surface. And I think we'll get through it. I hope we'll get through it. I pray we get through it. Um, but I want to know, um, and my listeners want to know. So when I started this podcast in 2020, and if you're a new listener, thank you. I started it because I was in the worst period of my life. Um, I didn't want to go on. I was struggling with lifelong depression. I had been diagnosed with complex PTSD. Thank you to my therapist. And I started this podcast to try and normalize um, all the things that we deal with as human beings, grief, loss, um, addiction, pain, all of the things that we deal with, abuse, and let my audience know um, that it's okay to talk about it and, and to come out the other side. And so I recently did a post, and I'm going to tell you this too, Father James, um, that I was in Italy with my family and I felt so fortunate. I kind of talked about this in the last episode, but just to know that I'm not, I mean, every day's hard. There's hard times at all times in life. We're going to go through peaks and valleys like everyone knows, but I didn't really believe that I would be here four years ago. When I started this, I was really trying to find an outlet and something to help me. And by helping myself, by helping others, I was helping myself. So it turned into this. But we can all come out the other side. We all can get through hard things. So I know that you growing up in Michigan have went through the loss of your dad. Can you kind of talk about that and kind of like how you got to the other side and why you do what you do today? Yes. Uh, thank you for asking the question. And, and, and I love to start out by saying uh, you should be very proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. And we, we have never met in person. The, 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 the road that you have traveled and the journey you've taken, and it seems like you're still on your quest. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see you walking you know your walk. You know you're 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 working through it. You spoke of your therapist and and other things. That's just really beautiful. As a minister, quite often uh, I am talked to by someone who's going through a very traumatic situation, and I and I always tell them, yes, you know, let's deal with it in prayer and, and mindfulness and meditation, but also, you know, seek some professional help who can most likely get you involved in a group of people who have gone through similar things and that can help you through the process. So, you know, thank you for what you're doing. The, to answer your question, I, I, I grew up in, in the Detroit area uh, during the Motown era, and, you know, we, we had a pretty uh, normal family. There was five kids and two parents in the household, and we, we kind of worked through, you know, life situation. Both parents were working, and you know, things were going pretty good. You know, our only requirement or my only requirement at the time was, you know, that I bring home good grades if I wanted to do anything, you know, in an extracurricular way. And so right around high school, um, I was uh, an athlete and my uh, I got a call. My dad had had a huge accident on the job. 
um, fell down a flight of steel stairs uh, while uh, operating his business and ended up with a blood clot in his brain. And um, it it totally tossed our family upside down because he, basically back then in the 70s, he was the breadwinner. And so uh, it became a huge challenge for my family, but for me in particular because um, I, I, I was still at that age where I was trying to function, you know, trying to mm-hmm. figure things out, trying to, you know, what – what is a man and what does what does a man do you know and and so uh i i kind of missed out on some of those things and then my father uh you know little by little began to decline and it was a very sad thing to watch you know watching him as this strong figure you know kind of like a hero turn into this feeble man who uh could not even you know uh take care of himself and when he passed you know, he looked up at me and he said, you have everything inside of you that you need. And he passed away. And my my heart broke uh, in that moment. And it, it, it affected every aspect of my life, the emotional pain from it, the grief. And, 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 you know, being a child, not knowing how to deal with grief at all, you know, no coping skills, no, no nothing. And um, kind of just shattered my world, and and that led to um, me having to find myself again. And 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 it it really wasn't happening until I walked into this study group one day uh, of New Thought um, religious people, uh, and New Thought is kind of this this concept where uh, we look for God within. Mm-hmm. Um, we. We, we we really seek a, a spiritual uh, idea and concept or presence of God within, and that that really helped us help me in that moment. Hearing that God was within me, it kind of strengthened my resolve a bit. And but I still had the same issues. I still had you know, you know my mindset had been shattered. You know I was emotionally shot. You know the. I did not have a, a way of moving out of it. And slowly I started learning different things, going to classes. I started learning, you know, affirmations, you know, how to affirm, you know, things that are, are going to be better, that things are okay now, that I'm alive and that I have so much to be grateful for. You know, um, visualization, seeing myself, yes, as this this wounded person in the moment, but allowing myself to visualize myself, you know, being healed and being whole again. And so, um, you know, I write about all those things because I, I really want people to, to understand that my my walk, like their walk or this person's walk or that person's walk, uh, walk is is not uh, is not so different. You know, we all go through challenging times, and and boy, I tell you, some challenges are harder than other others. But it but that doesn't stop us from being able to get through it. Can and I so ask I, you a question? Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Um, well, no, that's fine. So what age were, how, how old were you when you lost your dad? I was uh, right around 17 when I lost him. So yeah. for, so I lost my dad at 13 and I think oh, it's, wow. it's hard no matter what, who you are. My sure. sister, I think was like 17, 18 when my dad died and my brother was 10 and my other sister was like 15. So I've come oh, from four. Um, yes. you were five. So I know that, um, 
that's really hard. It's hard on the boy, on the young man, because they're made to feel like they have this huge responsibility to care for the family. Also, when you touched on what it's like to see your strong dad, you know, feeble. I went through that too because my dad struggled for nine months with leukemia and passed away. So it's a very hard thing when you look up to a parent to see them, your strong dad, struggle and suffer like that. And then you're kind of left. I love what how in turn you took that and you went into a place of like, because most people, I don't think at 17, our brains aren't, especially for men and young boys, our brains are not fully formed. I think for boys now it's 29 and for women, it's 27. To have the... um, That young for boys, I would give them 39. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I find it really um, inspiring and amazing that you knew to kind of turn to that place and did you were you spiritual growing up and were you able to to turn to God at a young age I would love to know that you you know I grew up in a a church home my mom took us to church three or Mm -hmm. four days a week it seemed Um, but I wasn't I didn't see myself as being the spiritual person at the time. Now, my mom told me at the age of five that I was going to be a preacher one day. And and that was simply coming out of Sunday school um, and finding myself, you know, standing in front of the church audience. And he asked, what did you guys learn today? And I said something. I don't, I don't know what I said, but my mom from that day forward said, you're going to be a preacher. And, and so I, I resisted. I resisted it with everything in me, but you're 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 right. You're right. You're kind of spot on with with what you're saying. I don't know how I ended up walking into that place. I don't know where the wherewithal came from that said, you know, this is your quest. It's time for you to take this journey. You know, this is a part of your your life. This is going to be a part of your mission. So. Um, going through that thing with my father really supported my ministry later on because I was able to empathize with people and have compassion for loss and grief and pain and suffering. And so, yeah, I I, I can't tell you where it came from, but thank God um, for the experience. um, Well, maybe maybe it was your dad. I mean, I believe our our angels are with us or God's with us. There's a bigger purpose for all of us, you know, maybe this was something that was like a little whisper that you couldn't really hear, but it was something moving you in that direction. Right. I love that. A whisper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I really go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead with your thought. So so I I really, you know, for me, I I was the average boy. I, I wanted to stay out past the street lights. I wanted to run and jump and play. And um, and life afforded me that until my father's uh, sickness. And then we all kind of had to rally around, you know, mom and taking care of home. And back in the you know late sixties and seventies, there was still this this idea that men were supposed to grow up and be responsible mm-hmm. and, you know, be the breadwinner and, you know, and, and 
uh, carry, you know, the carry the kind of the weight and uh, which which is a really uh, sad concept because it, you know, there there's there's no truth in that. I, I believe uh, that there, I, I have four daughters now and uh, and and I would I would be wrecked if someone told my daughters that they, you know, weren't qualified to be responsible um, or to be, or to be strong or to, to be engaged. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I grew up during that era though. And, and it um, challenged me a lot because I was learning from my dad um, and, you know, he was teaching me, you know, little things, how to, you know, jump a, you know, how to start a car, you know, put on jumper cables, you know, the little things, you know, how to fix your bike. Um, but I, I never had a chance to get, you know, those true life lessons from him. And, and I'm sure, you know, our subconscious kind of picks up everything, right? So I'm sure I picked up a lot of things from him just, just being in the same household. But um, I really felt like I had missed those things. And so when he passed away, you know, I, I, I not only became, you know, traumatized by it, but I, I also fell into victimhood. Mm-hmm. And often in trauma, we fall into victimhood. And so I became this, you know, why me guy? And, you know, uh, everything that happened, I was pointing the finger at someone else. You know, it was never, you know, my responsibility. I wasn't being accountable um, for my for my actions. And, and so I, I really had to learn how to engage as a young adult and then allow myself to move forward from there. So it was challenging. Do you, do you think, because going back a little bit when you're talking about this, um, you do feel robbed, but then you could have taken a different direction because I think a lot of times when people go through a loss, especially I talk a lot about when men come on my podcast, I'm always so appreciative because it's, we have a mental health crisis in our country. I I know that you know this and it's very, Mm -hmm. very hard for boys and men to feel safe to talk to each other about their problems, whether it be, you know, financial stress, like the stress of having to take care of a family and be a provider. I mean, that's a lot. And so having you say immediately felt like I had to take on these responsibilities. I, you know, I was the the man, I was the young boy and I didn't know what I learned. And then in turn to be a dad to four girls, yes. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing how life works and how the world works, but just to not take the, make the wrong decision. And, and, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I know that when I lost my dad, I was mad. I was really, sure. really angry. Yes. Really mad. I stopped. I, I was spiritual from the minute I came out you know, my religion and God were always really important to me until I lost my dad. And then I turned my back on God and the church and I didn't start going to church again and being spiritual again until I lost my best friend in my late twenties. And so we all have the capabilities or I don't know what it is that I'm trying to say but I would love for you to pipe in on this because I know you know what you're talking about. Um, How we can make those choices. With one loss, I shut myself down. With the second 
well, I, I also lost my sister, but with my third really big loss, I decided that I wanted to be like my best friend and, and, and be close to God again and lean on God. So can you kind of talk about that? Cause I know that you, you said you made these decisions, but also I know this is a heavy worded question. How boys in particular, men just can't talk about how they feel. So it's so important. And I'm always so appreciative to people like you that come on and really talk about these things. Yeah. The, the, well, I don't know where to start with that one. That was, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That's so, what happens when you're me and you have ADD and I don't know, I've talked about it with my audience before, but I I go I kind of go all over the place. I'm I'm very I'm one of those per- people that's like squirrel, and I'll ask like one question yeah, yeah. and it'll go in a different direction. But go ahead if you can take yeah. any on of those on, go for it. So, so uh, first, uh, men, um, you're absolutely right. I, I I think there's this unwritten you know code of some sort that we're supposed to you know kind of harbor our pain. You know, kind of leave it, you know, stuck inside of us, and and not talk about it with anyone, or that that's a sign of weakness, and it's that is such a sad concept, uh, simply because we we now learn learn that the more we suppress, the more we hold in, the sicker we become, and and it may start out as being sick in how we uh, socially interact with with people, you know, we. You know, we have our challenges, we have our heartbreaks, we have our different things. We build walls. And so, you know, the moment we, we build it, we're building these walls, they don't necessarily come down when the next person shows up. Mm-hmm. So we're not letting anyone in. We're not allowing someone to really get to know us and to really get to love us. And, and that then that's a huge challenge. And it also it, it also feeds the other way where we're not being the most loving person that we can and not knowing. And most of the time it's unconscious uh, that we, we, we think, Oh, I'm bringing home the bacon. I'm, you know, I put gas in your car, open the door when you come, you know, I, I buy you flowers, you know, once or twice a year, I'm doing my part, but no, there's an emotional part that we, we must do as men. And that part we we're very limited uh, in because we've suppressed so much over the years and we've watched you know our parents suppressed and they watched their parents suppressed so it's kind of in our dna as men and that's a very sad thing but but also um i think that the the biggest challenge for for men in that situation is that we we, we really don't want to be authentic and and being if if you're not authentic, you know, if you're not showing up as your your true self, your real self, then you you've basically been wearing a mask your whole life. And and then when you want to take it off, when you're like, "Hey, I'm ready to be me. I'm ready to love, I'm ready to live, I'm ready to, you know, find, you know, the perfect mate." You know, it's not so easy because you've been living this this alternate life. You know, you've you've been in this this um, this 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 different body, this different personality. And then, you know, I'm trying to stick with Squirrel. 
uh, with, your, with, the, with, with your premise. I hope and that you then, can do that backwards, do all of the questions oh and your memory is good if you can remember them all. Go ahead. No, I, I don't remember. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, to, to, the way I started, though, was that trauma and stress and and building walls and suppressing all of this energy inside of us uh, that's probably the leading cause cause of death for men. Um, I know they want to say it's you know hypertension or cancer or all of these other things, but I actually believe that those things are simply the symptom of the disease. I think the true factor is that we've been holding in all of this pain, all of this, all of this negativity, all these limiting beliefs. And that's probably the leading cause of, you know, our, our early death. Men don't live as long as women because we're, we're, you know, stuck in this cycle of believing that we have to be a certain way in order to be men. And yeah. uh, I, I, I truly believe that's a challenge. And that's why I am so happy to be a girl dad. I mean, oh my God, it, it has been my savior because it has allowed me to unconditionally love and and to receive unconditional love in return. And so it's it's allowed my walls to come down a bit and it's allowed me to become uh, open. It's allowed me to sit on the floor and play with dolls with my girls or, you know, dance around the room with them. And so um, it, it changed me. But all of us men need that experience. We need to. We need to learn. We need to come into both sides of the of the scenario. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I think that's true. I mean, my husband's a girl dad too. And, oh, good. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he, women and girls, we love to chat and we love to talk about our feelings. You know, like that's yeah. just how we are. So sure. I think for for him it's it's a really good thing. He's a really good dad. I can tell you're a good dad too. Um thank you. The second part of my question which was very long was the spirituality aspect of it. So I I can't remember how I worded it because now it's been a long time and I haven't had enough coffee today. But just the spirituality of um getting to like where you are today, the, the grief part. I mean, I brought in the, the piece about mm. the men's mental health because yes. I, I feel like on a daily basis, I'm picking up, you know, my phone and looking at yesterday, I posted something about another soap actor took his own life, you know? So oh, yeah. I think it's really important. Like you just talked about that. We we talk about our feelings, we talk about pain, we talk about grief and loss and addiction because so many young boys turn in the wrong direction. You know, they don't know how to, sure. they're left like to take care of a family, like in your case. And instead of turning to spirituality or doing what you did, they turn to, you know, I, I'm done. I'm going to do sure. something I'm not supposed to do because I'm mad, I'm angry. So tell me sure. about that piece of it. So, you know, a, a lot of, as you said, uh, men don't really, you know, young boys don't really mature until, you know, late into their 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. and, and so during that time, they're easily influenced. And I think that I think that the, 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 the track um, is is. Uh, by finding out what that person is actually doing, you know, what what are they thinking? You know, like in 12 Steps, they say, you know, people, places, and things. You know, if, if what people, places, and things are you hanging around? And that will tell me, you know, how things are going in your life. And, and, and also, uh, for me in general, uh, I just happened to be invited by someone to a, um, a study group. You know, and I had nothing else to do in the moment. That it, it it actually equates to that. If I'd had something better to do at that moment, mm -hmm. I would have probably never gone in there. 
and I would not be in this situation. But that's that's kind of divine timing, divine order. You know, it, it was I was meant to be there. And so when I walked into that place uh, and learned that the Spirit of God is within me, uh, I I it, it empowered me uh, in a in a sense where uh, I, I began to feel and see and know that there was more to life than I was looking at and that I had learned. Uh, and then I read a book um, called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Dr. Florence Shin. Uh, and she wrote it a long time ago. And it's just one of these simple, easy read, 100-page books, you know, and, um, and it blew my mind. Like, the concepts were simple. They were easy to understand. And more than that, I, I was able to resonate with them. Like, yeah, I felt that way before. Yeah, you know, that, that makes sense. I, I could see that. And, and from there, I began exploring more. Uh, I just became the student of it. And, and that led me to, to where I am today. Uh, but, you know, without without a a true cause, which which we all have, you know, if all we have to do is look within ourselves, we all have a cause. We all have we all have a duty to ourselves, something that we could be doing. Um, some people um, struggle with you know weight. Some people struggle with sleep. Some people struggle in relationships. Some people struggle, you know, in in their in their personal growth. But we all have a cause, and I think people just have to find their cause. And if you find your cause something you can get passionate about, you can get through. Like you are with your with your podcast. I can tell how passionate you are about this and you're good at it. You know, you you were made to do this. So yeah, I, I think when we find our cause, it, it it it's a healing. You know, it brings forth well being and wholeness and, and healing. I think that's true. I mean, I talk a lot about that um life is a test. I mean, I, I really believe this. I was, I, God, I hope I'm not repeating a story. Sometimes I forget what I talk about week to week, but I was walking with a friend recently and um, we, w- we were in Italy and I love history. I love finding yeah, out about do. like, how are mm-hmm. those, I said this the last time, how are those buildings still standing? <laughs> I don't understand it. Yes. And we went to the Cap- Capuchin Crips mm. was, was, part of the, like one of the things we toured. And so this is where the Franciscan order um, was housed. And there- Is that where they got cappuccino from? I don't know. That's a I good wonder. question, but it's St. <laughs> yeah. Fra- Francis of, of Assisi is the order. I might be wrong on that, but okay. I think I'm right. And, no, no, that, that makes sense. And so they found, and not to be, I don't think this is, I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, so don't quote me on any of my historical facts, but <laughs> 3,000 bodies were found under when they, I don't know when they found them. I think it was like in the late 1800s. Oh my so God. they decided to make this crypt and put all of these bones in like artistic positions. I know this sounds so strange. And we walked through the museum and I was with my 13 year old and my nine year old at the time. She just turned 10. And they had a, like a headset for kids, like a whole story about it for kids. And then a headset for the adults as you walk through and you talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a point to this story, but at the end of it, so they they show all these bones and like they the history of these the, this order, and then you walk out, and the whole point of it was to say life is short. Like these were all yes. people at one point, and very good point. Yeah. And we all are here for a short amount of time. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, a decade at this point, I'm like, how did that just pass that quickly? <laughs> and while we're here, what are we going to do? Because yes. we're only here for decades. That's it. And maybe not yeah. even that long for people. Maybe we never know when long. our time's up, right? So yeah, what you yeah. just talked about is so, so important. It's a... C- it's a series of tests. This is what I believe. And what are you going to do to give back? How are you going to live your life to be purpose-driven? Because I can tell you one thing, when I know at the end of the day that I hit the pillow and I know that I did something good that day to help somebody else, I'm pretty darn happy. Yeah, yeah. But if I I go to bed, right? If I go to bed Mm -hmm. that night and I know that I lost my patience... I wasn't kind to somebody. I was short. I was short tempered, like in a parking lot, getting out. I was honking. I maybe gave somebody not the nicest signal. <laughs> I have a hard time with that because I know that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm human, but I could have done a better job. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I am absolutely uh, on par with you. I, I, I have the same. Uh, challenge, but I've been working at it a very, very long time, as Mm -hmm. as you can see. And so I have a pretty good countenance now where I I don't let things, you know, kind of, you know, get to me or throw me off. Like like you were saying, I've come to the realization that we're all living, you know, if we really look at it, a moment in time, a a moment is, and it's all we have. And boy, I I just don't want to give a negative energy, any of what I have left. And, and you're right. Time is fleeting. It's flying. Um, and, and it's a challenge, you know, to to really uh, engage with, you know, how am I going to be, you know? And, and, and that's, that's the truth of it. Like, it's, it's like, who am I here to be? You know, um, am I here to be someone who, you know, can't control themselves, who's quick, to anger, who's quick to judgment, who wants to gossip about someone or criticize. Do I want to spend my time actually doing those things mm-hmm. when there's so much more uh, that makes me happy? Going to see, going to see the um, exposition of um, the mass grave <laughs> in the place that they came up with cappuccino coffee is one. No, thing. you need to go. <laughs> no, you need to go because it really does. And I yeah, know that's what I mean. Yeah, like do stuff yeah. like that. Like to like do live yeah. your life. Go learn. Live I mean, I life. love that kind of stuff. Okay, for the sake of time, I need to talk about your book. We need to hear about the book. Oh. And I want you yes. to tell my audience and myself a little bit about it. Okay. And why you wrote so it. I, Go ahead. Why I wrote it. So, you know, I, as a minister, um, well, it, it goes far beyond that. I, I was in business mm-hmm. uh, shortly, shortly after my father's death after school. I, I went into business and, uh, and, and was doing pretty good at it. And, and, and that moved to another business and another kind of business. And then I, I started a consulting firm um, maybe 
a little over you know two decades ago, and so uh, I was helping others uh, in, in their practice, and and I started taking this purpose driven track for for business. Like um, we can be in business, and it doesn't have to be all about capitalism, and we can still make money, but we can also make a difference. You know, uh, as Gandhi said, be the change we wish to see in the world. And so from there, I, I you know, kind of moved into ministry. I felt this calling and I went to seminary and um, and in seminary, uh, I, I, I kept feeling like something was missing, you know, like something wasn't there. It was all about, you know, people were thinking that money is the root of all evil and, and um, there was a lot of challenges around finances and people in their counseling sessions were coming to me or in their confessions or whatever, coming to me and saying, I I am completely out of money. I'm broke. My life is, you know, falling apart. My, my, my husband left me, my dog bit me, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, thing after thing. And, and what I discovered uh, was that there needed to be a, someone needed to talk about wealth, but in a different way, in a holistic way. And so I wrote this book, uh, The Wellspark, uh, and it's really about holistic wealth. It's about enriching every aspect of your life, not just your finances, kind of igniting a path of, 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 uh, of uh, igniting a path that defines not only your financial success, but emotional and, and personal success. So, you know, wealth goes far beyond, you know, what's in your bank account, you want to be wealthy in your health. You want to be wealthy in your relationships. You want to be wealthy in, in your own personal growth. You know, and you want a way to sustain that. And so I took my experiences from spirituality and my experiences from the business world along with all of my experiences growing up and, you know, did a lot of research and, and worked on it and really began to define it in the book. And the more I was writing, the more it just started clicking. It was like, oh, my God, that's so true, you know. And so it's really just an integration of all the elements that make us who we are and what we, what we actually truly want to be. I love that. And also, P.S. to everyone, you can't take it with you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So there's so many stories of, of, um, you know, people accruing wealth and, you know, and that's all it's about. I was talking to somebody this morning about this exact thing where, you know, I grew up on the East Coast and um, in Potomac, Maryland, right outside DC. And it's very, Mm -hmm. it's people don't really talk about what they have. They just like have it. And Sure. Fortunate. There's areas yeah. like where people were very, you know, all over the country, all over the world, people struggle with finances. But I think it's important to talk about like how that wealth needs to be incorporated into your, into like how you're living your life. It's so important. And I think yeah. that that makes you successful and whole, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I think, and, and I absolutely believe that is correct, and I absolutely believe that the point you made, you know, earlier about how you know we have to get around, um, we have to get around, you know, our emotional pain and how we are reacting to it, and, and we're the same way about money, you know, if, if you know, we in this society, in our in our American society, 
we are very um, attached to wealth and money. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. We're attached to it. But the, the, the problem um, with being attached to money is that when when something goes wrong or when there's an issue, which we all have at times with it, it causes us to, to go to the lowest of lows. You know, we we become emotional raw. You know, we just become ruined emotionally. And and so our minds started to wander into different places. We we began to negatively talk to ourselves about things. We we talk to ourselves more than we do to anyone. And we started this negative self-talk. And the negative self-talk is only going to attract people that are negative to us. And so all of these things we allow to, to lead us down this wrong path simply because we had a moment in time where you know, money became an issue. And so I talk about in the book about how we we really have to start looking at, you know, financial issues is just, you know, a symptom to the real problem. The real issue is we allow our mindsets to get out of place where we, we you know, we have these limiting beliefs and we, 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 we become, we start talking about our pain instead of talking about our progress. You know, we, there's this old saying, don't, don't tell me about your big problem. Tell me, tell me about your big God. And so many of us get lost in this place of searching for money. And then you find that there are people out there who um, are doing volunteer work. And it, 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 it's such a great thing for them. You see people out here who are artists who have no desire for money at all. And they're excellent at what they do. And so I really want to 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 get people to understand that we're we're not here for money. Money is here for us. And so if we use it, you know, as a tool, then it will do exactly what we want it to do. But if we use it as a guide, as something that, you know, that uh, we have to have, you know, come hell or high water, then we're leading ourselves down a road of pain. Well, I think it's true too. I mean, we're as a culture in the United States, for example, we're obsessed and other many other countries, but many um, use the US, yeah. we're obsessed with money and status oh and all of these things. And I I say I was I talk about this a lot. So I happen to like nice shoes and nice bags. Like most many women do. And yes. it doesn't matter how many pairs of shoes or how many bags I have. I'll get one. And then like, I'll be like, what am I going to look for next? And I can tell (laughs) you, I have never bought one bag or one pair of shoes and been like, I'm okay. I'm done now. I'm complete. (laughs) It just, it doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. It's always going to be on to the next, on to the next. And I was many years ago, I went to volunteer with this um, this place, it's called the Good Shepherd Center in downtown mm. LA. So it's a it's mm-hmm. a homeless shelter. It's not a homeless shelter, but it's basically a place where they help women get back on their feet, and okay. so they help them like get their careers going. And many of these women are homeless, and it's just a great organization. And so I was kind of going to get like dabbling and volunteering there, and there was this nun that ran the whole place 
And I can tell you right now, I've never met a happier person in my life. Yeah. Yeah. She had nothing. Like she was so kind. She knew, like she was telling me these stories about how she goes out in the streets and, you know, this was before COVID. So it's a little bit different now, but she was talking about how she gets in her, her van and she just goes and they pass out sandwiches and they do all this stuff. And I looked at her and she was so kind. I knew, I just knew when I was talking to her, I was like, you're going straight to heaven. Like I just knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just got this energy from her that she was the happiest person I've ever met. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty and cool. I, and I, yeah, I find that, I find that too. I find many people who have, who have found their place in the world simply by giving back. And, 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 and honestly, I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not um, saying that you should not go after wealth and money. I'm, you know, I absolutely believe that people should make, you know, make the most of it. Yeah. Um, if, if that's your desire, but if it's not your desire, don't be pulled by society. Uh, it, and, and at the same time, I write about if, if it's something that you truly want, then set yourself up for it. You know, get the right mindset, create the right habits, you know, begin using different tools that will attract money to you. Take action towards your goals. I tell a lot of stories in my book. You know, I, I talk about um, uh, K.V. Schweitzer and yeah, I, I talk about, you know, Maya Angelou. I, you know, I talk about the, a, a young lady named Malala who was from Pakistan, you may have heard about it years ago, who was, you know, working toward women's education and, you know, around the Taliban and ended up shot in the head. She went through the most traumatic situation ever, but she came back from it, you know, still got involved with her cause and ended up getting the Nobel Prize for at, at the age of 17. So there are ways out here for us to engage and to be successful and and it doesn't have to be just one way. Why not? Why not integrate them all? Be successful in your health. Be successful in your relationships. As I said earlier, be be have a holistic success, not just financial. You know, not yeah. don't just pigeonhole yourself into money. Okay, I love it. I love everything that you're talking about. Where in closing can my can my listeners find you? Can you repeat your website and all of that information for them and where they can get the book? Yes, my website is thewealthsparkbook.com. That's thewealthsparkbook.com. And if you come there, you know, we, we have a lot going on. There's workshops, classes, there's, you know, free giveaways. I give away uh, 50 affirmations for people to use. And, and, and tell, you know, I have a lot of stories and blog, blogs there for people to read. And it's just a fun place to be for me. And it, and it really, for me, it allows, it allows, um, it allows, my 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 own goodness to happen. I, I feel great about this project because I feel like if I can help one person move forward, you know, like Dr. King said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And I just want people to move forward, you know, to, to really engage in your life and enjoy your life because it's not going to be here forever. I love that quote. That's one of my favorite quotes, by the way. Ah, um. Okay. I want to ask you one last question because I talk a lot about spirituality and signs. Do you mm-hmm. believe in signs? Like uh, in science, science or signs? Signs. 
I like, absolutely believe in signs. Okay, do you have a sign? Because I know you lost your dad or anybody that, do you have a sign that you know that they're with you? I love to ask people this question. <laughs> you know, uh, that is an amazing question. I, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that they're always with me. But, but I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I've never told anyone this story. Um, there are times when I'm like just walking around you know, home or something and, you know, a door will creak or something will happen, you know, it just something weird, you know, the, the foundation may shift, you know, at least that's what, you know, society says it is. I'll speak to it. Like if, if the door just happens to close, I'll say, you know, you're welcome in here. Just just be nice, you know. And so I absolutely believe that our, our, our ancestors, our parents, the people we love are walking with us. And like you said, there are angels in leading us in the right direction. I've, You know, like you, I'm sure I've had moments where something worked out and it was not me. You know, I, I didn't do it. It just worked out, and I'm like, that, that, that's that's something else. That's that's you know, that's an angel. That's that's my guardian. You know, that's my life. Well, I, it was just a true honor to meet you today. I think you're a oh, very no, special the person. Was mine. Yeah, and I so cannot wait me. to read your book. I can't wait for my audience to read your book. And I, in closing, everyone, be happy by making other people happy. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.